The following podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and a city reeling in the face of COVID-19. Uh, 60 cases difference, 170 cases uh, today, 42 infections in the community, at least 42 for their entire periods. That's much better than what we saw yesterday, which was in excess of 200. The Delta variant is carving a deadly path through Southeast Asia with cases hitting new highs across the region. This, as the head of the largest hospital here in Miami, says that now the Delta variant makes up nearly half of all cases in Miami-Dade County, 49%. That number just two months ago, 2%. As we, as we go towards, I suppose, the next two weeks, the focus is heavily going to be on compliance because without people doing the right thing, we will not get this under control. From Monday, fully vaccinated travellers from the US and the EU can roll into England without quarantine. Florida recording 73,000 new cases last week an average of more than 10,000 per day, now accounting for one in five cases in the US. Genomics experts in the United Kingdom say that the strain is the biggest risk to the world. They're warning that those most at risk are still the unvaccinated. Commissioner Mick Fuller has said that there was a gentleman who knew he was COVID positive, and instead of being home and isolating to kick the virus, he has decided to go to work to a construction site. is something like 60% more transmissible and now looking at an R0, an average infection rate of perhaps as high as six. Reporting about 790,000 vaccinations nationwide over the weekend, possibly the biggest 24-hour period since early July. But across the pond, the gesture isn't reciprocated. The doors to the US remaining firmly closed to UK residents. And that is why we are continuing to see the numbers increase because it is simple, people aren't heeding the message. Nearly 60% of US adults are fully vaccinated, but cases have skyrocketed. The Delta variant is picking up speed in the US, up to 633,000 American deaths forecast by next month. Now this is why the Commissioner Mick Fuller has decided to call on the army to help try to enforce what are some pretty tricky public health orders. So 300 soldiers will be on the streets as of probably Monday. At an hour north of six, you know, six people per infected one, that's, that's already tricky. Nothing changed about the science. It was the virus that changed. I've never been as frustrated professionally as I am right now. Now, some breaking news in that press conference too. Dr Kerry Chan did confirm that someone who tried to attend the protest last Saturday has subsequently tested positive. that came in at midnight last night is being very closely watched by police and we've seen them out on the beat and in force this morning making sure people are doing the right thing. Hello and welcome to the ISOcast, your very favourite isolation advice podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Cullen. Sydney is back in lockdown for at least the next four weeks. Four more episodes of the show! Yay! 
And after 200 new cases yesterday, a boo, we are safely returned to the sweet bosom of high hundred numbers today. And, and in devastating news, along with the case numbers come deaths. With Delta, those people are getting younger and younger too, which is frankly awful. At least Sydney isn't alone though. Case numbers in the USA are up 300%. They're huge in the UK and sweeping Southeast Asia. So in the immortal words of Lincoln Park, we've come so far and tried so hard, but in the end, hopefully it will really matter. Something like that. To help me through this tricky little moment, I've called Mason Pumareth. Mason and I were in a play together just before lockdown called The Linden Solution, and we got to be really good mates. Mason is thoughtful, calm, and cheeky as fuck. I straight up missed his face, so I thought I'd give him a call and shoot the breeze. Here's our chat from earlier. Hello? Hey, Mace. How you doing, sweet boy? Ah, yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you doing? Um, I'm pretty all right, man. I am pretty all right. Yeah? I had like a relatively normal feeling couple of days which is kind of weird mm. how are you what's going on okay yeah mate i'm pretty chill um i'm just chilling lol i got work later today oh shit so are you still working right? retail yeah. buddy face to face down there yes sir oh boy yes sir I'm, oh, a, boy. I'm a class oh, Class A1 essential worker over here. Oh, fuck, Mace. All right. Look yeah. at you, baby. How has that been? That must have been pretty fucking weird and scary, I guess. Yeah, no, it is sometimes. Um, I mean, I mean, the most you can do is just like, hey, make sure you check in. Uh, make sure everyone, wear, everyone wears a mask. But, um, you know, sometimes people don't want to listen. And um, what can you really do in that position? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not here to start a fight, you know? I just want to do my four hours and then go home as much as anyone else. So You're not there to get into rumbles, Mace, in the freaking, like, <laughs> booze aisle next to the glass bottles I'm, of Chardonnay? I'm, mate, I'm a bit of a pushover at work, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> what, I mean, I think it would be a tough thing to manage, man. If somebody comes in and they don't want to wear a mask and they don't want to check in, like, what are you going to do? Like, What are you, yeah. Like, so I'm just like, yeah, do whatever you want. All right, just don't bother me. And we get some crazies coming in For now real. and then as well. And, and you just got to, yeah, you just got to cop it on the chin and talk some shit with them, eh? Can you give us a little, a little taste, Mace? Oh, uh, some, you know, classic COVID deniers. Um, oh boy! Yeah, you know the whole like this lockdowns, whatever scam, demic, and all that <laughs> talk. <laughs> you just like, you just gotta you know package up the bottles, give it to them. Yeah, no worries. You get a flybys car as well, mate. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> would you like some flybys with your scam, demic? Would that would that rock your boat? Oh, my favorite, my absolute favorite is you got a flybys card. Flybys, mate, no one's flying anywhere anytime soon. Uh, yeah, nice one. Yeah, nice thanks. one, mate. Thanks. Good on you. You've been sitting <laughs> working on that one all day. <laughs> Shoot me. It's like uh, working behind yeah. the thing as a barista and asking if people want sugar and only getting the old, I'm sweet enough. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the modern, it's the pandemic equivalent of I'm sweet enough, isn't it? Oh, that's good. It's I'm sweet enough already. Brutal stuff. Dude, uh, we had 170 new cases today, 170, oh, down from 273 joke. yesterday. What a fucking yep. shit show, huh? 
oh, and, and you know it's just going to go back up in the next couple of days. That yeah. little bump is not a it's not trending downwards. No way. So this is a little bit of hearsay. What I'm going to jump into now, but I'm going to throw it to you anyway because yeah. I thought it was too good. My housemate is a paramedic, and he was uh, chatting to another bloke who works at uh, not his station, but a, a different station, who mm. had to take a kid to hospital with COVID symptoms in like the last couple of yeah. days. Kid had COVID symptoms, and the kid's mum had been to the march on Saturday. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, listen, yeah. like Kerry Chant today is going on. Oh, we're unable to connect anybody to the march but they're going to be able to unconnect unable to connect anybody to the march because there was no qr codes for the fucking um freedom march sure, on hey. saturday were they nice? <laughs> could you imagine if there was one That's great. hey just um sign in here <laughs> oh, before you go to the freedom shit. march yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you see they're gonna apparently they're gonna try and do it tomorrow or at least a couple of them yeah. i mean we'll see we'll yeah. see if it happens again but the coppers are like really gearing up for it oh. so i mean i don't know man Dude, you love a dystopian future as much as I do. I know you play as many video games as I do. Oh, man. And mate. you're, you're yeah. pumped about that shit. But, but mm. here's what's sort of blowing my noodle. With the army being yeah. deployed into southwestern Sydney, um, yeah, yeah. protests kicking off and police coming out in force, it's just starting to feel... Oh, and a, a global international pandemic slowly seeping into... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just starting to feel a bit too close to pen you know what i yeah, mean yeah i i agree with that there have been a couple of pinch me moments where i'm like are we living in like a marvel film at the moment is this and act like- one of a marvel <laughs> film <laughs> like actually it's starting to feel eerily just yeah like post-apocalyptic dystopian this is the beginning of it eh? Yeah, it fucking really does feel like that. What did, what did you make of the army being sent into southwestern Sydney, mate? What was your vibe on all that? Well, I don't know, mate, because I haven't seen any of them around. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm here waiting, mate, to see some army people so I can wave out the window. <laughs> I'm seeing nothing. So Where are you again, like mate? Pandemic, mate. Scamdemic. Uh, Campsy. Yeah, right. They should mate, be outside. I'm in that door. little. They should be. I'm in. I'm in Canterbury Bankstown area, mate. Mm. Um, yeah, oh, I was crazy because at Campsy, there's this shopping centre um, next to us, and in that shopping centre is like um, Chemist Warehouse, Big W, and like some you know Asian grocer kind of fruit shops. Sure. And on the New South Wales Health site, it was like if you've been to this shopping centre, any one of these like ten days, all day, you're a close contact. Oh. And I was like. Fuck. Luckily, I wasn't, but um, it's crazy. It's quite close to home. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's super like, close to home. Yeah, and when it's like, yeah, a whole week and it's like all day, all day, all day, if you step in here for like five seconds, you're a close contact. <laughs> if you <laughs> okay. viewed this shopping centre from across the road, you are a close contact and immediately <laughs> yeah. need to isolate. That's right. Fuck, bro. Oh, mate. I don't know, mate. And like... I, I've, I don't know, there's, there's a part of me that can't help but feel that there's, I realise that Fairfield's been chock-a-block full of cases and Canterbury Bankstown's right mm. next to it. Like, I, I get that mm. and that there's a lot of people out there that 
you know, come from real tough socioeconomic backgrounds and need to go out and make a buck. Like, I, I fucking get that. Oh, yeah. I just right. yeah. don't know that sending the army in is the best way to connect with those communities. Is this me oh, being yeah. some kind of rose-tinted glasses, <laughs> left-wing fucking bleeding heart, potentially? No, I, I don't think so. I just don't know I, that I sending the army in is the comes down to... Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. I think there is a more, maybe there's a mistranslation of, you know, the elderly, especially from immigrant families. They don't know, like they have an idea of what's going on, but I mean, some of them just don't really get it. You know, some of them still have friends over as if nothing is happening. And yeah, right. I mean, the government's doing their best to explain it, but I mean, there's only so many times Gladys can say please. <laughs> and these families are like, what are you talking about? What's going on? I feel like there just needs to be a better, like, translational, like, this is what's happening, guys. Stay home. I don't know how to do it, though. Oh, that was going to be my next question. I was going to say, Mace, just put yeah. yourself into that into that spot. Is there anything that yeah. you do? Is it a musical? Well, is it a <laughs> is it is it a is it a feature film? Is it some short narrative? Is it some online content? I mean, how do we how do we reach this these humans, Mace? Because uh, I mean, I've seen I've seen like some QR code check ins, and they're they're like written in Chinese, you know, for non English speaking people, mm. and that's great. And I saw on Facebook there was like a, a announcement of like um. It's like one of my aunties was speaking in like Thai um, mm-hmm. to like the Fairfield and it was just like a short like 20 second video. But I think she was in speaking in Thai, just how important it is to wear a mask when you're out. And just like stuff like that, you know, it can just help. Just help out a bit more with those people who just have difficulty understanding what is actually happening. See, Mason, I went into that expecting big time gags and you actually came out with something really helpful. And I think that's that's a that's a new flavour on this podcast, which I'm personally in favour of. <laughs> Usually I just start talking about Les Mis, but I really I really think that was actually significant. I just more dodged useful. that bullet. No, no. You did. You did you dodged the Les Mis bullet and I am I am proud and impressed by you, oh, sir. That's, that's very, very powerful stuff. Um, which brings us nicely to existential dread, Mace. Existential dread. Oh, existential dread. It's time, uh, my friend, on a mm. scale from one to ten, with ten being absolute nightmare yeah. shaking down meltdown, uh, and yeah, one yeah. being, you know, skipping through the daisies. Uh, how's your existential <laughs> dread, Mace? It honestly changes, man. It changes. Um, I think <laughs> I think it changes whenever I have work. <laughs> so on, on on days that I have work and I have to leave the house, it's probably like like an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on days where I'm cruising and I can just stay home and do nothing, it's a bloody like it's a three, mate. Yeah, it's just chill. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can am, imagine being face to face with so many humans, especially so many like scamdemic folks is really going to get you down. That's going to, that's going to oh, fuck with your definitely. Yeah. A hundred percent. But like, if I'm not at work, I'm just here, man, just chilling, playing games, watching Netflix. Like this is, I mean, this is kind of my life anyway, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> not much has changed to be honest. Eh? <laughs> like, 
Um, I swear to God, it's just everyone's home now, so there's more people to play games just with. with. Finally, <laughs> finally, people are around to play video games with Mason. Oh, jeez. I'm, right. I'm glad the pandemic has brought that all together for you. <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah. a lot of joy around that. Um, Mace, in terms of yeah. like when you are on, at work or you know you have to go in on a day like today, how do you try and keep yourself on the level, pal, when that existential dread just rises up in your belly? What do you, oh, mate. What do you do? Music. Oh, really? Music. Yeah, music is the the soul food, man. Like, I will go to work and I'll plug in that Bluetooth speaker, mate, and for four hours or however long I'm working, I will just play whatever I want, man. And, like, if no one's in the shop because the Westfield is dead at the moment, I'll fucking sing as loud as I can, man, and try and harmonize and shit. <laughs> And then as soon as someone walks in, I'll shut the fuck up so I don't look like an idiot. It's actually, yeah. in a way, it's one of the benefits of wearing a mask, isn't it? That you can really oh, right? go hard with those harmonies. <laughs> it's I just really a little muffled. I'm trying to hit them, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and mate, oh, you, got the, so good. you got those pipes to be able to hit those high notes, baby. I've seen, I've seen it happen. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What? I appreciate that. Is there any stuff that's in high rotation for you at work to, to bring down the existential dread? Oh man, high in rotation. Honestly, I'm really digging Tyler, the creator, his new oh, stuff. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. Um, and then I'm just, I'm just on the shuffle mode, mate. Cause I'm, I don't, I don't fear my playlists. Oh, you know, well, I've got, I've got 994 songs here and I just shuffle in rotation. I don't give a fuck, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Polly, my delightful girlfriend, she works for a big in multinational tech company and yeah. um, they're trying to do stuff to like bring the team together and they mm. were like, let's create a Spotify playlist for the whole company. Uh, and, yep, yep, yep. And it is a hellscape. <laughs> it is an absolute oh. <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> Polly was saying that she was listening to it and she literally jumped from like Slayer into Taylor Swift, yeah. into some like <laughs> Tyler the Creator, into some like thirties oh. jazz. And the whole thing was just oh. an absolute nightmare. So I'm pleased to know there's some hege- hegemony Hegonomy? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a through line to your to your playlist. So has anybody come Definitely. in and, and, like, you know, started out being scandemic and then been so overcome by the power of Tyler that they have, they have you know, come around nah. and become less chill? No, nah, it's never happened. No, nah, it's never happened. It happened once at JB Hi-Fi. Oh, really? Back when I was working there. Yeah, I was listening to Joji, and Joji had just, like, released his first bit of music, like, ever. Um and I was just, you know, just playing it in the background. <laughs> and then this guy who was like our age was like, oh, that's Joji, eh? And I felt so validated. I felt so validated. It was amazing. But that's the only time that's ever happened. Mace, you got, that's that's a real working towards though, huh? To just, just mm. keep pumping jams at work, to A, bring down your existential dread, and to B, that's it. Um, you know, try and convert some humans to your <laughs> way of viewing the world. I feel like I get close when I play like Billy Joel and like some oh, oldies yeah. come in and I'm like, come on, come on, you got, you know this one. <laughs> and mate, you can't stop that piano man. I mean, he does really crack him out. He cannot. For he a piano man, sad. he does play a lot of harmonica though. That's always been my big issue. I feel <laughs> yeah. like that song is a slight misnomer. Um, you know. <laughs> The piano man, there's a lot of harp in there. Controversial. Controversial. Okay. Hey, it's a hot take. Um, come to the ISA cast yeah. for hot takes, baby. 
Mate, my existential dread today is pretty good. Mm. I think I'm sitting only about a, a two or a three. And I, I oh, think that, I... that is great, mate. Yeah, it probably should be higher than that. <laughs> I think the last episode I did of this, I recorded with Indy Kwong as the protest yeah. march in the city was happening. And <laughs> right. like I was watching the news come in as I was trying to chat to Indy. And so in that episode, yeah. I am particularly down because I'm looking at that uh, being like, we're fucked. Like we're all, yeah. this, is, this is screwed. And when we got 200 and something cases yesterday, I was like, oh. well, we're absolutely boned. But I don't know, yeah. man. Maybe I'm just coming to terms with the fact that we're going to be in lockdown for a fair mm. while. And maybe that's okay. You know, that... Yeah. You know, the fact that we are uh, going I, nowhere is probably... It's not too bad, I guess. I don't know. Well, yeah. I mean, two things. I'm glad that Gladys just announced a four-week lockdown as opposed to the two-week lockdown she's been doing. Yeah, me too. two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. It's just like, oh, my God, just get it over with, right? Yeah. Um. But I, like, I'm a bit of a pessimist, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) Just preface that Uh with this one right here. I don't see us coming out of this, mate, until, like, January next year or, like, Christmas. Like, I'm I'm here for the long haul, mate. I know, I'm here for the long haul, sadly. I I, I agree. I think it is going to be a lot longer than this four weeks um but Mm. i'm hoping it's not that long buddy i've still got dreams of going back to western australia to see (laughs) my family at christmas and i'd really like to make that happen um my mum was even talking about going to tasmania for christmas the other day which would be such a delight all right but yeah i hear your point man it's just that that would be really nice if we could end the year with a nice christmas and everyone gets to see their families again that would be really nice yeah yeah that would be Great, and maybe I'm just doing glass half full there. The thing that that keeps being a problem is there keeps being people out in the community who are infectious. Mm. And I was reading today about mm. one bloke who was knew he had tested positive for COVID and went to work on a construction yeah. site anyway. Oh my god! And it's like, <laughs> mate, like fuck, you know, like, uh, and at the same time, I guess. Out of the protest on Saturday, what I'm now understanding a bit and sort of checking my own privilege, I guess, is that mm. a lot of people are really starting to fucking struggle. Yeah. Maybe the financial support that's been thrown our way so far hasn't been sufficient. I know that a lot of stuff yeah. just got announced today, but mm-hmm. it's, it's feeling like that's coming in a bit fucking late. I don't yeah. know, dude. That's how I'm feeling. Uh, no, a hundred percent. I do feel like, I feel like a lot of people who went to the protests, they aren't all scamdemic, pure non, you know, motherfuckers. Yeah. I do be- totally believe that there are a vast majority of them who are just, they have no support. They can't work. What do they do? Like, and you know, if the government's not supporting people like that, like, what do you do? Like some people are just going to be fucking homeless by the end of this and they have no income. So, I mean, there is that part of your brain that's like, no, I do want to protest because I'm not being heard or validated or, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I do see that point of view as well. It's it's very hard. Um, and, you know, we're quite privileged. Yeah, massively. Uh, do you feel, like, Mace, mm. that we should have just locked down straight away when that limo driver came back? We should have just really clamped the shit out of it? 100%, man. I, I reckon we should have just done a quick snap 
good old, you know, lockdown for a week, whatever, five days, and then just see what see what happens after that, eh? Yeah, it feels like we've really missed that opportunity, and now it's out in the community. Mm. It's it's going to be really hard. I mean, you saw you saw you saw Victoria, mate. They snapped lockdown that shit straight away, and they're they're out now, mate. And yeah. you know, I mean, Victoria's got PTSD, so everyone there takes it way more seriously. <laughs> they do, Every the time poor fuckers. Yeah, oh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, they I, get triggered, and they're just like, shut it down. Shut it down, shut it down now. We can't do another eight months. And listen, yeah. having done one month and staring down the barrel of definitely doing a second and potentially a third, um, I, I can oh, totally wow. get that. I mean, yeah, I, I've been really lucky, Mace. Like all of my teaching gigs have kept on keeping on. And a mate mm. of mine got in touch with me today, my dearest and sweetest boy, Joel Hagen, that um, Destination New South Wales wants us to come back and, and do a content shoot once we're out of lockdown. And that that's yeah. a bit of an ambitious timeline, but that gives me like, knowing that I've got some gigs coming in, that my income's been pretty stable has given me this this bit of a sense yep. of relief that I'm going to be all right. Yeah. You know? Bit of hope. Bit of hope. But bit I of light at the end of the tunnel. Bit of light know? at the end of the tunnel. But at the same time, like, I hear your point that if we're out of this by Christmas, we can consider ourselves really fucking lucky. Mm. I don't know. Have you got vaccinated, Mace? How's your vaccination action looking? What, how are you feeling about that? Listen, so I, I want to. I want to get Pfizer, okay? But I'm coming, slowly coming to the realization that maybe I can't be choosy. <laughs> I can't be picky. Um, well, because Cole's... People in the LGA who work for Coles and you know the essential workers, there was a, there was talks of them getting the Pfizer vaccine. Yes, like, there is priority queue. You guys will be yeah, priority queue. So I am still waiting for for that. For where's my link to book that shit in? Because as soon as I get it, I'm booking in straight away. Man, I need it. <laughs> as soon as that in, happens, you know? Mace, as soon as that happens, it's going to be at your hot little heads. Well, but I hope that happens for Plug you. Plug him in. Plug him in, folks. Take... Put that yep. Bill Gates into his shoulder, buddy. Get the 5G. You're, you're, you know? um, you're, you're double vaxxed, mate. You're, you're done, eh? Yeah, I'm pretty much and a superhero, Mason. I didn't want to brag yeah. about this too much, <laughs> but I'm more or less a superhero at this stage. And you know what's crazy? You did that, like, during Linden, I yeah, remember. Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah. And, and like... That was so long ago. And that's honestly, like, everybody should have been vaccinated while we were doing, or at least the majority of the population yeah. should have been vaccinated while we were doing Linden, mate. While we were in that play, yeah. you know, oh, the fact yeah. that we missed that window as a country is mm. such an oversight. Um, yeah, 100%. You know, and I, I follow Mark McGowan mm. on Facebook, who's the West Australian premier, and he puts out these yep. maps regularly of which states are allowed access to WA, you know, which who can oh, get yeah. across the border. And at the moment, the whole map is just red. Like Victoria is now back to being <laughs> yellow. But for a while, the whole map was just red. And I look at that oh, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm never seeing my, my family again. Forget about it. <laughs> That's it. I'm just going <laughs> to... That's just going to be a Sydney side guy. That's that's it. Far out. Oh, Most, do you still have family back in Thailand? I don't. No, no, no. I've got... They're all over here now. Oh, that's awesome. Are yeah, they all going okay? Yeah, they're all going good. Mum's up in the Central Coast. Oh, that's a great call. Um, so she's... Yeah, she's just chilling up there with the, the kids and the fam. Oh. And dad is... Uh, where's dad? Dad's in... 
think no dad's in Perth at the moment because he he works on like construction and uh, rigging and stuff like that that lucky bastard he's just diving yeah, into crystal clear blue waters going to gigs living the dream that's it what a- yeah but he wants he wants to come back here because he bought a place in a country town called trundle which is like regional new south wales amazing yeah because he wants to come down here retire and like build a house you know start up some crops get some dogs and shit and just live that that old man life <laughs> like, all right Wow. He's like, yeah, you can you can come to Trundle and help me build the house. And I'm like, have you seen me, Dad? <laughs> help you build the house? What are you talking about? What are you talking uh, about, know, old man? I got, I got that to look forward to in a couple months, probably. <laughs> well, if you get out of lockdown, you have to go straight into manual labor. I love this video. Yeah, yeah, true. You're going to come back so swallow, wait. mate. You're going to be such a huge, big time, big boy. It's going to be, I'm pumped for it. <laughs> I'm pumped for Swole Mason. Um, oh, Swole. Big boy, what about what things you've been doing that to, to, to mm. keep yourself occupied in lockdown, mate? Here to some with some recommendations, bud. What's been Oh, my God. I occupied? just finished The Last Dance on Netflix. Ah, yes. Fuck yes. me, man. That is, that is the... Oh, that is such a good fucking documentary Isn't series. Isn't that amazing? Michael Jordan and the Bulls changed the culture. Can I confess? Oh, incredible. That sent me on a real serious sports documentary spiral. Um, oh, yeah? I've watched so many sports documentaries now, Mace. I can't even tell you. But but tell the people about The Last Dance because they might not know. Oh, my. Dude, it's all about Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls from, like, 1993 to 1998. Because they won, no, they won six. So 1992 to 1998, I think. Yeah. See, they won six. Yeah, they won six world championships year after year after year after year. And it's just like the journey between like Michael Pires and does baseball and then comes back. And then it's just incredible, man. Like, and there is no bigger athlete than like Michael Jordan. The Agreed. amazing just resilience in some games where he's just like, no, nah, we're not going to lose. We got this. It's all good. We got this. And he just fights, man. He just fucking fights. And it's so inspiring. And I'm like, how do I do it? Do that with acting, eh? Like, how do you, like, how do I translate what I just saw into like a weird, uh, like thing, like acting? Because I know sports is so, there is that validation, right? You can train every day and, mm. you know, if you keep hitting hoops, you're getting better. You can see the results of your progress. But in something that's so, I guess, subjective like art, it's a it's a different yeah. approach. How do you do that? And and also mm. like Michael, I think the when 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 people thought about Michael, is when I thought about Michael Jordan, I thought about this sort of godlike creature that that was really yeah. magnanimous and like kind and generous and all of these things. And I think what this documentary did wonderfully was show how much of a hard nosed competitive and at times nasty guy he was um, mm. like somebody would say something or score a point on him and he would just like this competitive thing would switch and he would just become yeah. this like nasty determined creature um, who was, oh, was so incredibly good, talented. Yeah. 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 It was just so hype. Um, yeah, like every episode, man, just had me at the edge of my seat. Honest to God, like I, 
it's one of those things where I, I'm so sad it's over. I'm so sad it's over. But you know what, Mace? I can give you something here. Where, where you need to mm. go now in your sports yeah. documentary life is into the Last Chance You is to dive into Last Chance University. Guys from Division 1 who had been in trouble, fails a drug test, flunks out of school. Who disappeared for a couple years and then show up again at Alabama or the New England Patriots. This is where they come from. That's that's where you need to be. Uh, Merry Christmas yeah. from Pat. There's Last Chance okay, you, thank you Basketball. Um, if you wanted to start, that's one the one I started with and it's about these kids yeah. in South LA in a really tough part of LA and they're in a junior college mm. and they're all trying to get scholarships to go into a bigger college so they can go to the NBA and there's other yeah, ones which is all right. about NFL which is like out in East Mississippi yeah. in the middle of legitimately bumfuck nowhere um, and, and the choices these guys have is really binary where it, it feels like right. they either get stuck in the prison industrial complex or they get stuck in the sports industrial complex and the sports industrial complex just gives them such a better trajectory at life but they need mm. to get like a 2.5 grade point average they need to like play every game to have enough footage to to send around to to agents and and schools and if they can't <laughs> the grind they, they gotta grind right and they gotta yeah. mix the grind with like working part-time jobs training all the time there's no like massive season they play like eight games and then finals so mm. they every game is massive um right and yeah it follows the kids it follows the coaches it follows the support staff and it's just wonderfully put together it's the same guys that made cheer the cheerleading documentary uh-huh. if you saw that um no, ah it's another one for you mate merry christmas just this is how many <laughs> sports documentaries i've watched in the past like 48 hours i've watched the dawn wall i've watched um uh, Sherpa I've watched bloody um, Free Solo I just keep watching sports great. documentaries Mason I am an absolute fiend that's for great, it that's great mate it's totally, yeah, that's awesome I understand your proclivity and and like enjoyment of The Last Dance I thought that show was incredible oh man I think as well because I, I grew up in the 90s because I'm a 95 baby hey um, and so my my uncles I from what I remember of them they were like heavily into like the NBA um and so well, i don't know just watching the last dance kind of just made me think about my youth and like my uncle was like why were they always going on about the nba like why was it such a big deal and just seeing like fuck man american culture back in the 90s and uh what a time what a time really pervasive wasn't it like i remember as a kid like because i'm an 88 baby and i remember being like six or seven years old and having a charlotte hornets hat like right i remember like being st- Stoked with my Charlotte Hornets hat. And I don't even know that I watched a game of basketball, but I, I knew who Michael Jordan was. <laughs> and I played yeah. like NBA 1996 and was just like throwing to Scottie Pippen to, to drown threes. I remember doing that <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you know, oh, it says a God. lot about me as a human yeah. being, right? <laughs> Classic. Oh, I love that. I love that. What else, Mace? What else have you mm. been uh, watching, playing, reading that's been uh, giving oh, you mate. some joy? So I've been, you know, I'm a huge gamer. Massive. Um, mate, I've, I've, okay, so me and Ange, <laughs> every night we've been playing some Resident Evil 7, you know, some spooky oh. games, some scary games. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I can't. I literally can't play that game without her like sitting next to me. Like it is 
It's that thing of like you're so scared, you just want to keep playing because the scares are so good. <laughs> have you always been a horror guy, mate? Yeah, I think I have definitely, but like, yeah, it's that feeling of like I wouldn't, I wouldn't watch this shit by myself. It's, just, <laughs> it's that shared horror experience that I'm yeah. into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I'm as def- much doing. I'm with definitely Edge. not one of those guys. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Who could sit in his room what, by what himself about- and watch bloody Resident Evil and just be like, "Oh, this is fine. I'm perfectly okay. Me, Mason, I'm fine. There's nothing to report here. Oh, That's boy. right. <laughs> are, you, are you much of a horror guy as well? Oh, bro, just- I'm so easily scared. I am such a scary oh, really? cat. Yeah, yeah. Everyone would assume because I'm such a big time tough guy um, and mm. very confident. Oh, big time tough guy. Be a yep. very big, very tough. Um, that I'd yep. be great in horror stuff, but I'm really scared. <laughs> I get really <laughs> frightened. And I, I try and hold it together, but um, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But I can understand. Like, I think you'd get so much dopamine released from like going through something hectic like that with each other and also having the ability to, to turn it off. I think it'd really bring you together yeah. as a team. Is Resident That's Evil Zombies? Right. Mm-hmm. Resident yeah, Evil yeah, Zombies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Seven specifically is like... Your your partner Mia is like, she's lost, and there's a video clip, and she's like, oh, you know, if you find me, don't don't follow me. So then, obviously, our guy is like, okay, well, I'm going to follow her. So he goes to this abandoned house. What the fuck are you? Shut up and listen if you want to stay alive, Ethan. You gotta get out of that house. And like, no one's in there, and the house is like trashed, and it's just a fucking mess, and it's like. <laughs> You know, insects and cockroaches just everywhere in the dishes, and that's the scariest part. But then it's so dark, and you just hear noises as you're exploring this house. And then you, like, put videotapes in, like, these old VCRs, and then you have to play the videotape, like, actually in-game. Oh, jeez. And it's like, they just, yeah, dude, it's just really scary. (laughs) (laughs) And there's, like, this crazy family man, and they're just... They're just like chopping each other's arms off and stuff oh and chasing God. you around the house. Yeah. Yeah, it's something. <laughs> it's that you know, it's that feeling of like being chased and you can't you can't stop them by like shooting them. You just have to keep like running around them. Mm. Like it's just yeah, it's like that unstoppable force that just keeps coming and oh you're like, God. I can't this is this is too much now. Like, <laughs> what do I do? Oh jeez. Oh, uh, it, I love it though. It reminds me of a game called Prey, which I I played for a while there. I can't remember who recommended yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you end up in this like space station, and you think mm. things are pretty chill, and then the whole place starts to fall apart, and you see this, yep. these like creatures that look like four shadowy, pointy legs, and it sort of walks like a spider mm-hmm. with like a, a, a body yeah. bit in the middle. And they move super freaking quick and they can take the form of any object. And when you get clo- and right. if you get too close to them, they, they rip your face off and you die and it's all very bad. Um, yeah, classic. And they're called mimics. And I mm. walked into this room in like the first four minutes of playing and all I had was a wrench and I had like one little tiny bit of health left and there was two um, health packs 
two med kits yep. sitting on a table. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you got to walk towards them and you're like on the verge of death and you know yep. that one of them, at least one, is going to jump out and try and rip your face off. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. It was so stressful, but I look back at that That's experience dense. so delighted because I'm like, I mm. made it. I bloody picked the right one. I bloody did it. Yeah, yeah. Your old boy PC, he got through. And there's something in How's, that achievement. Um, How's Disco Elysium going, man? Ah, Disco Elysium's extraordinary. Mason, that is a game. Gotta get on it. You gotta. You gotta. Get up, detective. One last time. The great city at the end of the world is waiting. So, get out there, solve a murder with a unique skill system at your disposal. Um, this, this bunch of like random Lithuanian dudes, I think they were Lithuanian or Estonian, um, they mm. had invented a tabletop role-playing game that they'd totally made up, like Dungeons and Dragons, but they'd, they'd invented a totally new one. And it was about this alcoholic detective solving a case. And they tried to turn it into a book. And then one of them was like, what if we tried to make this into a game? And the other guy said, my friend, we've failed it so much in my, our lives. Why don't we try and fail at this? Um, <laughs> so which is like wonderfully bleakly Eastern Europe, isn't it? Yeah. Like, bleakly. Yeah, bleakly yeah, true, true. <laughs> and they <laughs> made this game and it got to be incredibly successful. And you follow this alcoholic, torn apart detective who's just been on a massive bender and all the different parts of your brain speak to you. Um and they're all mm. these sort of horrifying visions of addiction. And you kind of get to choose whether you want to try and go straight or if you want to like lean yep. in. And in the midst of that, you've got to solve this murder um, of this uh, guy by mm-hmm. these dock workers. The dock workers union are claiming credit for the murder. And you've got to unpack it all. And it's magic and wonderful and difficult and great is what it is, Mace. You should do it. You, you've got a. Do you play it on your PC? I do. You've got yeah. A PC, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, have you heard of the Outer Wilds, man? I uh, br- yeah, I saw an ad for it today. Weirdly, but continue. Man, that that game is like that. It's one of those rare games, man. That after you complete, it literally makes you think about the universe and like like life as we know it. Like, wow, it is insane it's just this beautiful indie game made by like what 30 people or so and you're just like this adventurer who goes in a spacecraft and you go to like there's like six different planets and they all have different properties and like you know secrets Mm. and you're just building you're just finding like these um like these time relics and these stories of this different race that was here before you and so you're just piecing together these puzzles um i won't spoil it because there's a huge gameplay mechanic that is pivotal to the game but it's just absolutely man like the biggest 10 out of 10 i could give to a game wow it is incredible wow it's 10 out of 10 from mason folks that's a big yeah big 10 out of 10 get it get around it's it a, um that sounds it is incredible nice. yeah it's so beautiful man it's like it hits you and you just look up at the stars after you finished it and you're like what are we <laughs> Like, is is there's gonna be more more stuff out there, eh? Like, this is crazy. There's something wonderful, I think, about the escapism that that gaming and especially immersive gaming like that gives you at this mm. fucked up time. 
you know, where you can control <laughs> so little of your life. But if you can dive into a story for, you know, a couple of hours and you can control somebody else in a messed up situation, be it a like haunted house and having to play VCR tapes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, solving a murder, it just makes you feel like you've got a bit more agency, I think. That's what I've really That's right. about it. It's, it's okay. You're, we're going to get through it, mate. That's what I think anyway. I think, yeah, like, it's so funny how when this pandemic happens, everyone immediately goes to um, the arts. Everyone immediately goes Mm. to, you know, comfort, comfort videos, comfort films, comfort games. But um, a shame government doesn't support that stuff. (laughs) Isn't it? Isn't it a bummer? Um, Yeah. Polly decided to find solace yesterday in the RSPCA website. And can I just just put a disclaimer out there not to do that? Um, because oh, seeing, okay. seeing animals for adoption at this time is a really bad idea. Yeah, okay, <laughs> noted. You know what else? <laughs> Credit to the RSPCA writers who really turned it up, mate. They, they <laughs> the stories, the narratives that they've written for these poor animals oh, God. Is, is the most heart-wrenching stuff you will ever read. And, yeah. and do not even open the RSPCA adoption page unless okay. you're feeling really emotionally strong. I would, yeah. I would honestly, anybody <laughs> in lockdown, avoid. It's a hard avoid from pals. <laughs> It'll mess you up. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good because I know Ange wants to get a dog. And um, look, I, I, can't, I don't know what to tell her. Eh? Like, <laughs> dog in, in this climate? I, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never grew up with pets, so I don't have that, like, that association that a lot of people have with animals. Yeah, for sure. So I'm just like, a dog is a dog, a cat's a cat. But <laughs> to other people, it's, you know, it's your, it's your buddy. It's your, yes. your soul. And like, I totally get that too, like wanting a buddy who's really excited to see you and, mm. and loves you very much and getting to hang with them all the time in a, in a time mm. when you're super isolated makes a lot of sense. But what yeah. you don't expect is how much those RSPCA writers will rip those heartstrings out of your face. Yeah. <laughs> they will do it. <laughs> they are trained. They're trained, they're mate. Trained they are, they got the pen in hand. The pen in hand. You, so keep an eyeball out there, mate. If Ange opens that page, just bloody shut mm. it down, Mace. Mate, I had some um, off, off topic. I had some red wine last night because oh. I was just like... It's just feeling a bit of red wine because work gave it to me free. Yeah. Um, it was a it was a pen silver Sangiovese. Oh, Sangiovese. Um, I think that's that. how you say it. You did well. There we go, Sangiovese. Yep. There we go. Um, amateur mistake. When I drink alcohol, I like to swish it in my mouth a lot because okay. no, I find it's, it's, it's very acidic and, like, I don't want to drink it too fast. Um, and then after swirling it for, like, half an hour, you know, taking sips, swirling it, I looked in the mirror, mate. And my teeth were not looking too sharp. At <laughs> and then I was like, right, well, don't swell the, the red wine. Good good to know. <laughs> Mace, you were just using proper red wine drinking technique. And I, as an emissary of wine drinkers worldwide, support you in your journey. Well, I had to because I still can't smell Pat. So I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, do the whole smelling of the flavor profile and like, you know doing that so maybe i only tasted like half the wine i have no idea oh but i'm so sorry mate and that probably yeah. that nose surgery of yours has probably been put way on the back burner until this shenanigans is well over 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm supposed to go in on the 6th, which is next Friday, to speak to this uh, this guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what he does. We'll see what he says. Mace, mm. that sucks, dude. I'm sorry. That's all good. I mean, you'll no be... No worries, mate. You'll just have to stay home and keep playing video games, I guess. I don't That's know That's all right. I, sometimes... Sometimes like a smell helps, man. Like if if this place gets dank, I wouldn't know. I <laughs> <laughs> got no idea. Yeah, more jobs for Edge. <laughs> Holy jeez. Hey, yeah, mate, exactly. that's about time for us, my dude. But any final things you wanted to leave the people oh, with mate. before I send you off to oh. resume your video games and enjoy your day? Hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess maybe something a bit positive, eh? Yeah, go on. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I think. You know, it is, it's pretty hard at the moment and the realization that we're still going to be here for four more weeks at the minimum, I don't think has hit me yet. Um, like, you know, come 25th of August, we're still going to be here. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's definitely, it hasn't hit. Um, and we might be here for longer than that, but yeah, I think the positive message I want to spin, man, is just, it's going to be okay. I, I think we're going to be fine, to be honest. I think after the end of this year. You know, people will be more vaccinated. And I think it's just good to take this as a break. You know, it's mm. that kind of unavoidable break that everyone has to take. And so I think if we all lean into that, you know, and do the whole mental health recovery and do the whole strength, strengthening of the mind and body while we're here and we have this time to kill, then we're going to come out of, out of the other end stronger than we came in at. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mace, I bloody love that. Pal, thank you so much, buddy. So good to speak to you. That's all good. You too, PC, mate. You look after yourself, mate. Love you too. And um, give Ange a big cuddle for me and and take it easy on those adoption pages. (laughs) Will do. Cheers, mate. (laughs) And thank you for the sport sport recommendations. You are so welcome, pal. I'll catch you real soon. All right. See you, PC. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks to Mason Pimarath for joining us on the show. What an absolute legend. Enjoy those recommendations, ladies and gentlemen. And if you're around Campsy, be nice to your local bottle shop guy. Credits this week. Road to Nowhere by Talking Heads off their best of 2003 Warner Brothers. We had news clips from Channel 9, ABC, CNA Asia, all 30th of the 7th. Piano Man by Billy Joel off the best of Billy Joel 2006 Sony Music. The Last Dance, Last Chance You were both properties of Netflix 2020. Resident Evil 7 is Capcom 2017. Disco Elysium trailer was from Zap 2020. Outer Wilds 2019 from Mobius Digital. All used in conjunction with our APRA AMCOS mini license. This lovely jam is Lobby Time from Kevin McLeod of Groovy 2016. Kevin does a range of royalty free music on Incompetech.com. You should check it out if you get the chance. The Isocast is created, edited, and produced by me, Patrick Cullen, at Gingersnap Productions. You can get in touch at gingersnapsydney at gmail.com. If you can, please like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast, or tell a mate. It really helps us out. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode, and in the meantime, be kind to each other, wash those hands, don't touch your face, wear your mask, and get vaccinated!